This paid program may not represent the views of Hubbard Broadcasting Incorporated or Federal News Radio. Statements and opinions of this broadcast are solely those of individual contributors or advertisers as indicated. Federal News Radio does not take responsibility for those statements or opinions and accepts no responsibility or liability for any inaccuracy, errors, or omissions reported during this program. Welcome to the Business of Government Hour, a conversation about management with a government executive who is changing the way government does business. The Business of Government Hour is produced by the IBM Center for the Business of Government, which was created in 1998 to encourage discussion and research into new approaches to improving government effectiveness. You can find out more about the center by visiting us on the web at businessofgovernment.org. And now, the Business of Government Hour. Welcome to a special edition of the Business of Government Hour, a conversation with authors. I'm Michael Keegan, your host and managing editor of the Business of Government magazine. For over 15 years, the IBM Center for the Business of Government has sought to connect research to practice, sponsoring third-party research on a broad range of public management issues facing us today. Information technology, IT, has made possible the availability of real-time data and the tools to display that data such as dashboards, scorecards, and heat maps. Due to advances in computing and communication technology, the costs associated with creating real-time data on a variety of objects, agents, and events have fallen drastically, prompting the rise of an ever-evolving concept known as big data. CIOs now seek the most cost-effective, innovative ways to deploy big data, given limited funding. This has boosted the use of data and evidence by government decision-makers in meeting their agency and program missions. But what about the use of performance metrics by chief information officers themselves? Professor Kevin D'Souza has tackled the issues facing today's federal CIO. Big data and measuring IT efforts in two distinct IBM Center reports. Realizing the promise of big data, implementing big data projects, and his most recent IBM Center report, creating a balanced portfolio of information technology metrics. Kevin joins us today via Skype. Kevin, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Kevin, uh, big data is a concept that has exploded in recent years uh, due largely to our ability to store and analyze massive amounts of data efficiently and uh, cost-effectively. But what is big data? And perhaps you can explain for us the evolving concept of big data. Absolutely. And so big data... has exploded as you have noted and i think in the last couple of years what we have seen is an explosion in the amount of interaction between various databases and so not only have we seen a growth in terms of the volume of data that we collect and the variety of data that we collect but how those various data elements are now linked from a network perspective has has undergone uh, radical transformations over the last couple of years, especially given all our new data collection and identification protocols. And so really the key element in terms of what makes data complex uh, is the ability to tease apart the various connections among the databases and deal with the volume and 
the writing. Yeah, and I'd like I'd like to continue on the public sphere and actually talk about maybe you could describe for us how big data is being used, say, at the federal, state, and local government levels today. And your report, perhaps uh, you can tell us a little bit about using examples of the uh, IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and uh, the New York City Business Integrity Commission, sort of illustrating how each one at a high level are, are using uh, or employing big data. Right. And so... Basically, what we are seeing is a replication of approaches and applications from the private enterprise into the public sphere. So the IRS, just as an example, uh, we all basically report our income taxes on a regular basis. And what the IRS is trying to do is identify efficient ways to catch individuals who basically try to scam on their income tax. And so what they're doing is they are analyzing patterns in their database to draw out anomalies that indicate actions of fraud. Uh, and this is quite common because the same applications are used by credit card companies and others to identify instances of fraud uh, transactions. And the New York example uh, is one where basically uh, New York has pretty much been the leader in urban areas because of the uh, mayor trying to invest in data-driven uh, analytical approaches. So New York has had many applications to identify things like the illegal dumping of oil uh, from restaurants to identifying how various apartments are being used for illicit purposes. Uh, and in Massachusetts, you have a rather interesting example where the state government is collaborating with their leading research institutes, uh, most notably MIT, to basically transform how they design and allocate resources for services and also enable or more evidence-based approaches to the design of public policy. So, so, Kevin, what are some of the key implementation challenges facing CIOs uh, and their organizations as they undertake big data projects? So I think the two uh, major ones that I would like to highlight, I mean, there are plenty, but I think the two major ones are one, I think CIOs like most senior executives just just have a number of items on their plate. And so to really take on a big data approach, you have to decide up front, what are you not going to do? And so most CIOs that I talked with highlighted the issue of limited bandwidth. The other related to limited bandwidth is a... Uh, a lot of IT organizations invest a large amount of their budget, and this is especially true in the government sector, on maintenance of existing infrastructure. And so you have very little in the way of resources to actually invest in, in brand new projects, and data projects are not cheap to do. There is the issue of resources as well. So those are the two uh, from a strategy perspective. 
And a third one is in most agencies, the way in which data has been collected needs to undergo transformation in terms of making data usable for analysis. And so there's a lot of data governance issues from an access uh, viewpoint, but also from a data cleaning viewpoint that need to get addressed before you can truly leverage the data for analytics. So what are the three key stages in implementing a big data project? So you begin with what's considered strategic planning. And, and so this is where you really, really think about what are the opportunities that big data and analytics provides to an agency in terms of, number one, organizational redesign, uh, how do you organize your work, too, in terms of how do you deliver your services to your constituents, and number three, how are you going to innovate? So you have to think through the strategic elements and plan for them. Then in the planning phase, you really have to get into this whole aspect of, of building a coalition around the big data projects. Because big data projects cannot just happen within IT. They have to involve the unit. And so an element of, of the planning phase is actually to build this coalition. And then once you have a coalition and you are ready to go, you have to begin by choosing what element of the big data opportunity space are you going to go after. And most CIOs begin with the lowest hanging fruit. But depending on where an agency is, you know, they may go for other projects. Uh, once you get into execution, this is where you are really, really focusing on making sure that the project is executed effectively. So the CIO is very involved in keeping their other stakeholders involved, and they have to communicate on a regular basis about the project, have to identify issues and manage the scope creep with big data projects. There's a very large propensity for those projects to, to just increase in size and scale. So a CIO has to be very deliberate in terms of managing the scope. And then once the project is implemented, you really have to invest in the learning or the post-implementation what did you learn from this effort and how are you meeting your intended metrics? So those are the various phases at, at a pretty high level. Yeah, and that's a good thing because, you know, recognizing that uh, big data projects are complex to efforts to undertake the following are, are best practices. I want to talk about best practices or steps uh, around the planning phase. Could you tell us something about the key steps that make up the planning phase? You almost you know, always have to begin by reviewing your organization's uh, policies and um, rules and regulations. Because again, big data needs to be made relevant within the context in which an agency operates. And so even though you may want to do X, Y, or Z with big data, if it doesn't fit within the governance protocols of the agency, you are not going to be able to do so. 
So, so you really begin by uh, reviewing the governance and other regulations around how your agency operates. The next thing, as I described, was building your coalition. Then right after building your coalition, you begin by articulating the, the broader opportunity uh, in terms of what does big data give your agency, whether it's in terms of uh, redesign of structures or a new way of delivering your services or in terms of innovation. So you go through that and then you as a CIO have to choose which element of the opportunity space are you going to go after. Once, once you do that, uh, a key next step is to make sure that that opportunity is aligned with uh, the goals and you have individual or uh, organizational champions who believe in the project and are ready to invest in it. Once uh, the project goes beyond the uh, planning uh, phase, then you really, as a CIO, have to be very, very careful in terms of making sure that the data uh, is protected and you have to be the privacy advocate throughout the effort to ensure that you don't end up doing things unintended with data that is of the public nature. So those would be a few of the major, major steps. And, and you mentioned uh, the the execution phase. Um, after the planning stage is complete, it's time to begin the project, the actual project. What are the key steps that make up the execution phase? Right. So as this project is launched, one of the, the key activities is for the CIO to keep a regular check-in or know the pulse of the project as I described it in my report, it's very important because these projects can run into pretty pretty muddy water quite quickly if the CIO doesn't intervene as early on. Communication, both with the project team, but also to the project sponsors and stakeholders is very critical. Then you have the activity of making sure that the project stays focused on its original goals and then and that you are not trying to change the project from its original intention either due to new technologies that may emerge in the market space or even due to scope creep and the last activity is probably the most hardest for a cio but it may be necessary to actually terminate project uh, midway execution because of changes in the organizational or environmental conditions. So CIOs should always be prepared to pull the plug on the project if it is no longer relevant or it, or it runs into major issues given changes in, uh, uh, in the environment. So those are the major steps. How is government leveraging big data? We will explore this question and so much more when our special edition of the Business of Government Hour, A Conversation with Authors, returns. (music) 
How can DOD improve its acquisition processes? Check out the latest IBM Senate report, Eight Actions to Improve Defense Acquisition. The authors emphasize the urgency of acquisition reform in DOD, given budgetary constraints and security challenges. Finding that DOD will need to gain every possible efficiency while resisting the temptation to buy defense on the cheap. This report continues the IBM Center's interest in better understanding and improving the federal government acquisition process. Download your free copy at businessofgovernment.org. Welcome back to a special edition of the Business of Government Hour, a conversation with authors, exploring ideas for improving government effectiveness with Professor Kevin D'Souza. So, Kevin, how has the public sector sought to use big data's power as a way to solve social challenges and create better citizen service delivery? So, public has done wonderful, and you see the most tangible outcomes when you examine our major urban areas and our leading communities in the country. So, if you look at places like Chicago, New York, Austin, a lot of those urban areas have been completely transformed from the perspective of how a resident or a visitor interacts with that urban space. And a lot of it is due to the intelligence that has come about through leveraging big data through the medium of mobile apps. So mobile apps have become the new kind of entry point, if you might, for our residents and the visitors to urban spaces to not only share data, but also gain from data in terms of how they experience those environments from a transportation. Uh, In Illinois, you have apps that monitor how much snow is on the ground at any given time and and optimally plans for snow plowing in New York and other places. You have transformations in in terms of urban transport. And so those are where you see the most tangible outcomes. But we also see them at the federal level most directly in, in how we engage on transactions with the federal government. So in terms of how you engage with the IRS, and how the IRS engages with you, the underlying transformation has happened in terms of HUD, the National Parks Service, and others. You see elements of big data in their applications and in their service delivery as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, you know, big data, as you point out, is of increasing importance to public agencies. Uh, but to ensure the success of big data initiatives, I'm interested to understand how can IT organizations work with their business executives to ensure the success of these projects? One of the key acts is always have a strong business case. And so uh, IT executives need to work with their colleagues uh, in the business line of their various agencies to make sure that the project is embedded within the right business case. The other uh, key key thing is uh, big data projects, in, in my opinion, can never be run by IT. They have to either be run in a business unit with IT, one of the major players, but they can also be run 
in a collaborative model where IT and a number of other uh, units are all co-leading the effort. And the reason why this is very important is the technical aspect of big data, while challenging, is not the most complicated. The most complicated aspect is how do you get the business lines to transform their, their administrative processes? How do you get them to share the data? How do you get them to uh, invest in a different way of collecting the data? And so for all these non-technical aspects of the project, you really need a collaborative leadership. And then lastly, making sure that you have the right indicators and metrics to evaluate the outcomes. So those would be three that I'll highlight. So, Kevin, would you tell us more about how you conducted your research for the IBM Center report that you did on big data, and what tools and methods did you employ? And more importantly, what prompted your interest in this area? So I've been interested in big data before it was called big data, I guess, is probably the best way to describe this. So when I was in my early 20s, I wrote a book, it was called Managing Knowledge with artificial intelligence. And this came out in 2004, I guess, so, or three. And so I have always been interested in the ability to use computational tools and mathematical techniques to analyze data. So over the years, I, I, I have looked at uh, strategic data management issues in the private sector, the nonprofit, and most recently in the government. So uh, in terms of this exact uh, report, uh, we began by you know, um, assembling what was known. So we did a very thorough literature review on um, various programs on the way at, at various agencies. We looked at what academics were writing about big data. We looked at what uh, practice press had to say, uh, and then we identified key individuals that we wanted to interview to learn about the management and the governance of uh, different big data projects. We, we were extremely lucky to be able to interview CIOs at all three levels of government, and so we were able to tease apart what was generalizable across all three levels. Uh, and uh, then we began preparing case studies uh, on on each of the uh, agencies and CIOs that we interviewed. And um, once the draft report was ready, we actually uh, shared that report with a group of CIOs who, who we did not interview to make sure that what was written in the report resonated with their own experience so that we got another uh, group of eyes on our findings. And uh, right after the report was released, I, I did a number of, uh, number of speaking engagements to uh, basically convey the message uh, that was in the report. So, so we promised everybody that we interviewed that that if they were to call us to give a give a conference call or or a webinar, that we would very much be interested in doing it. And we did a number of those as well. 
Well, you know, I'd like to understand. So what's next in realizing the promise of big data? And, you know, it's been a couple of um, months, uh, maybe a year since you released the report for us. Are there any updates since the release of your IBM Center report? And what does the future hold? Okay. So I think uh, obviously there uh, have been updates uh, because this was, I think, a couple of years now. And I think one of the major updates uh, is a lot of the elements that I highlighted in the report in terms of planning and and the execution of the project have actually been implemented by a number of CIOs. So, so I have received notes from CIOs telling me about their experiences. And so I am hopeful that um, we have seen a lot more structure and governance around these big data projects. So that's changed. The other thing that's changed is um, the sheer volume in terms of big data projects has basically uh, increased exponentially. And so when I was writing this report, uh, there were a handful of projects in place, but now pretty much every agency has one of these within each unit. Uh, I may be overstretching it a bit, but but not too much. Uh, and in terms of the future of, of data, I think the key question is always going to be how much data analysis can we do to keep pace with the amount of data we collect? So the challenge on collection of data, I think, has been addressed. And, and basically, we can collect data just about anything from everywhere. But we still haven't been able to, to increase the pace of analysis and use of the data to keep up with the collections. And so a lot of the future is really, really going to going to depend on can our analytical capabilities advance as quickly as our data collection capabilities. How do we create a balanced portfolio of IT metrics? We will explore this question and so much more when our special edition of the Business of Government Hour, A Conversation with Authors, returns. Government leaders and managers face major challenges today, including fiscal austerity, citizen expectation, the pace of technology and innovation, and a new role for governance. These challenges influence how government executives lead today, but more importantly, how they can be prepared for tomorrow. The IBM Center report, Six Trends Driving Change in Government, offers a path forward for government executives responding to the ever-increasing complexity and challenges they face today. Download your free copy at businessofgovernment.org. Welcome back to a special edition of the Business of Government Hour, a conversation with authors, exploring ideas for improving government effectiveness with Professor Kevin D'Souza. I'd like to talk about your most recent report for the IBM Center, Creating a Balanced Portfolio of Information Technology Metrics. So uh, if we can, what would you assess the state of the use of IT metrics in the public sector? Well, I, uh, I think CIOs recognize the value of metrics and are doing their hardest to embed, embed metrics into their uh, organizations. Uh, 
Right now, I would have to say that most of the IT metrics or or most of the robust metric management uh, efforts are on the technical uh, aspects of IT. So when you think about things like the uptime of your servers, the amount of hack, the amount of intrusions, your data recovery rates, uh, everything on the technical aspect, I think CIOs have great, great metrics. Where CIOs don't have as good of metrics as they need to is on uh, people and the innovation aspects. And so how are you measuring the competence of your IT personnel and, and how are you you measuring the contribution of IT towards the innovation agenda of your agency? Those are the metrics where CIOs have to invest more time and effort. Yeah, so what tools uh, and techniques are available uh, to develop a balanced portfolio of measures on IT performance? So I think uh, there are um, a range of metrics, and in the report, uh, we uh, we detail quite a few of them in the area of project management, operations management, and innovation. And so the real question for CIOs is one, which collection of those metrics makes the most logical sense given your agency? And then how do you go about designing data collection techniques to be able to capture the various inputs into those indicators. And so uh, in terms of what the metrics need to be, the report has a pretty exhaustive list in each of the categories. And so the CIOs really have to choose. And then once they choose, uh, there are very standardized approaches to collect data on those metrics. So you, um, Kevin, you, you interviewed... I think it was 27 CIOs and or uh, IT directors uh, on their use of metrics to manage IT departments, personnel, infrastructure, project, and innovation. Would you share for us the four challenges you identified from those interviews? Absolutely. And so uh, the order of importance, I guess, um, the number one challenge, and this was echoed by pretty much every CIO that we spoke to, was that IT metrics are really dependent on the on other business units. So you can you can do your very best in terms of IT, but the metrics on which an IT unit or an IT department is evaluated on are not solely at the control of IT. They are dependent on your other business units. And so trying to reconcile that issue is a critical challenge. The next one is IT metrics. Uh, the effort that one invests um, is really only gonna pay off if you take a long-term view of IT in the agency, because uh, the benefits of actually collecting data and making changes requires enough time and effort. However, CIOs are very busy trying to just deal with the crisis of the day, and they really don't have the luxury of long-term 
planning and foresight. Uh, number three is uh, metrics. I mean, a key element of metrics is to be able to benchmark against your your agency. So, so in the private enterprise space, benchmarks are used mainly to see how are you doing in comparison to your competitors. And but in the public sphere, you really don't have competitors, but you have other agencies. So your peer agencies. Uh, right now, CIOs don't have good good networks to to be able to coordinate data around metrics for comparison, uh, and so that's another challenge. And then, lastly, uh, metrics uh, are only as useful as the the data that they are based on, and so CIOs really need to invest in their ability to collect real time data on IT operations. And so uh, that is not cheap. And it's very hard to justify uh, resources for because, because it cannot be a project on its own. Uh, and it's not a project that another business unit uh, is going to invest in as well. And so the collection of real-time metrics is very, very critical. So Kevin, would you highlight recommendations you offer for designing an IT metrics program? And so the, um, the, the first one is to begin with clear goals. What are you trying to influence uh, and what are your broad objectives? Because you have to be able to link metrics to, glo- to goals. So you always have to begin with what are the goals that you're trying to advance. Uh, right next to that is... What are the, how are the IT goals linked to the agency goals? And can you draw those linkages? Because what you have to be able to say is that we are advancing on these metrics and this is how, because of that, the agency is better off. And so having those links is pretty uh, important. Number three, you have to have to have your keys stakeholders committed to those metrics. So you have to engage them on metric issues and their their relevance. Uh, Once you do those, then you go about and you basically collect baseline data. Where is the organization right now? Uh, Before you begin collecting data to evaluate the organization. So you have to know where you are right now before you can see if you're moving in the right direction. One of the most interesting things we found in doing this research was was a couple individuals used the term watermelon metrics. And so so, uh, CIOs have to be very careful about watermelon metrics. And in a nutshell, a watermelon metric, like a watermelon, looks green on the outside, so it it, uh, paints a pretty rosy picture. But as you open it, it's all red. And so uh, you have to be careful about trying to have metrics that may signal everything's good, but mask the underlying uh, issue. Obviously, having fewer and less complicated metrics is better than having a large number of them. Uh, And then the last one, 
that we found, which was also interesting, was in IT, um, we have a little bit of uh, homeless children issue where IT has built a number of number of dashboards for their business units to track how they are doing on their metrics, but IT really doesn't have its own dashboards. And so CIOs really need to build metric dashboards to be able to communicate how are they doing on their metrics. And that's very important. I mean, uh, so those are great recommendations for designing the program. Uh, I was wondering if you could offer some recommendations for implementing, if I'm looking to implement an IT metrics uh, program, what are some of the ways of going about doing that? Well, the, the first recommendation that, that is quite, quite critical is you need, you, you need to be able to have a communication program around your metrics. So once you collect stuff and once you know where you're going and, and where the gaps are in terms of performance, having a communication plan to keep the stakeholders both inside the IT unit, but also those outside informed is very important because you 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 have to infuse this thinking that metrics are about evidence, and we are trying to move you into your head through evidence rather than anecdote. Uh, so related to that is you have to keep metrics updated on a regular basis and you have to use metrics to move the performance and innovation bar of your unit. So you have to be able to create intelligent goals that you want to achieve that are based on metrics. And then the uh, last one is like with anything, uh, metrics may need a few people to game uh, in the system. And so what you need to be able to do is make sure that people are not just working to the metrics uh, and they are doing their work effectively and efficiently. And because of that, the metrics are improving. So how would I, how would one look to evaluate such a program? Are there any recommendations in the valuation phase? Yeah. And so, um, the, the the two that I highlighted is, one, any metrics program, you need to be able to constantly revise it because as one of the key elements of having a metrics program is that you are going to learn more about your agency, learn more about your department, and learn more about your tools, your people, and your project. And so uh, as you collect data every on a regular basis maybe every every couple of years you have to go through this entire process uh, and redefine the metrics that you want to focus on the other recommendation is to continuously renew and improve your processes based on these metrics because that is the only indication you will get in terms of an evaluation when it comes to is your metrics program delivering you the intended results that you wanted? Only if you are able to tweak your business processes or your administrative processes and see the effects uh, are you going to be able to evaluate the value of your IT metrics program. Mm -hmm. So, Kevin, 
Would you highlight the IT-specific performance management and metrics programs in the Obama administration that the Obama administration has been pursuing? Perhaps you can present a uh, summary of the work to date on developing IT metrics for the federal government. Um, so there have been quite a few. And, and so one of the very nice things that we have seen over the last few years is a series of efforts that have all tried to get more transparency and accountability when it comes to IT resources and IT expenditures and and outputs. And so if you go back to about 2009, you had efforts underway to create an, an IT dashboard. Uh, this was hollowed up, I think, in 2012 uh, when a tool called portfolio stack was introduced um, and then as recent as uh, this year you have had the office of management and budgets work with key leaders across 24 departments to again build uh, build the next iteration of a metrics program and one of the key aspects of this is going to be on IT that looks at acquisitions, IT man management and uh, IT human capital. And so we have seen a series of these, uh, each of these efforts, uh, there has been learning associated with them. Uh, and I think the new uh, regulations associated associated with HITARA uh, are only going to strengthen the lessons learned from these early experiments into measuring IT. What is the Federal Information Technology Acquisition Reform Act, FITARA? We'll explore this question and so much more when our special edition of the Business of Government Hour, A Conversation with Authors, returns. In a world inundated with all kinds of information, timely, relevant, and more predictive data can drive better decision-making. Law enforcement agencies are at the forefront in leveraging data and using innovative software to generate predictions that help police prevent crime. What is predictive policing? How can using analytics make us safer? Check out the IBM Center report, Predictive Policing, Preventing Crime with Data and Analytics by Jen Bachner, and find out. Download your free copy at businessofgovernment.org. What do agency leaders need to know about the federal acquisition process? What are some of the key federal procurement trends? And how can agency leaders overcome today's acquisition challenges? Check out the new Senate report, A Guide for Agency Leaders on Federal Acquisition, by Trevor Brown and find out. The report offers practical recommendations for improving federal acquisition. Download your free copy of A Guide for Agency Leaders on Federal Acquisition at businessofgovernment.org and find out how the business of government is not business as usual. Welcome back to a special edition of the Business of Government Hour, a conversation with authors, exploring ideas for improving government effectiveness with Professor Kevin D'Souza. Really, based on your interviews with CIOs at the federal, state, and local levels, what are the five key findings you've developed from your research and discussions with them? So one is almost there was no CIO that when we asked them about metrics, were not aware of the issue of metrics. So, so 
So all GIOs recognize the value of them and wanted actually to to learn about what what their colleagues were doing on metrics and how to improve their own metrics programs. The number two finding was that because of the increased nature of IT outsourcing, CIOs have actually become pretty adept at, at, at designing metrics into these contracts, whether it is through articulation of service level agreements or, or performance-based incentives. The third one is uh, because CIOs are more uh, more aware of the strategic implications of IoT, they are now participating and actively engaging in shaping agency metrics and linking IT metrics to agency metrics. Uh, a few CIOs uh, have made progress on the use of metrics for benchmarking. However, we report that uh, this is in the early days, and it needs to be done with a little bit of caution based on what we have heard from CIOs. And um, the last uh, finding was that a lot of the metric, uh, if you were to analyze them to their end, it would come up about cost. Uh, and so CIOs are very careful that the entire conversation around I IT metrics does not become one of cost because if it's cost-based metrics, then they get very one-sided and pretty much reduce the ability of an agency to actually act strategically. So, uh, Kevin, you mentioned uh, earlier, you mentioned VITARA, which is the Federal Information Technology Acquisition Reform Act. Could you tell us more about it? And maybe you could elaborate on how can the stronger role for federal CIOs as prescribed by the law enhance IT performance metrics efforts? Uh, so the law was in 2014. And it really calls for some pretty significant changes in terms of IT governance. And, and it outlines pretty strong mandates when it comes to chief information officers. Uh, especially in terms of how their role is clarified within the organization and their uh, powers and responsibilities. One of the key outcomes of all of this being that agencies are, are now going to be required to take a more evidence-based approach to managing IT. And so because of the focus on evidence-based approach and the new authorities that have been invested into a CIO, CIOs are now going to be in a much better position to actually not only collect metric data, but also to share that data with, uh, with their counterparts in other agencies, use that data for benchmarking and lessons learned, and also use that data to make changes in in terms of how IT is managed, whether it's in the procurement or acquisition phase or the execution of projects or in measuring outcomes. And so what you're going to see, I hope, is a lot more uh, of management embedded into how IT 
is executed at the federal level. Obviously, anything that happens at the federal level when it comes to IoT may 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 also trigger changes in the local and state levels through innovative uh, through innovative uh, adjustments of local practices. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, analysis from your research revealed that most IT metrics now used by uh, IT managers can be classified, and you point this out, in three broad categories that would comprise a balanced portfolio of metrics. Would you tell us more about these categories? Sure. So, category number one is your traditional project management categories uh, or project management metrics. Uh, And so, these are metrics associated with evaluating whether a given project is meeting expectations both from an outcome perspective and also meeting ex- expectations in terms of an execution perspective, whether it's meeting the cost and time and other constraints that have been established on the work. The, your next category of metrics are what we call operations management. And these metrics really help a CIO know how are things working uh, within their technical and human spheres. So how are their, their hardware equipment working? How, is their, how are their networks uh, performing? But also how are their human resources executing work? Uh, so the, those would be uh, all under the operations management. And then the third category being innovation. And these are metrics that really, really signal to a CIO, is IT delivering innovation and what is the IT's capacity to innovate uh, given, given its role in the agency? So those would be the three categories. Interesting. So, um, you know, the CIOs did report from your research uh, or you conveyed what they said, that there are two challenges when it came to project-specific IT metrics. Uh, what are those challenges? So the, um, I guess the, the, the big ones were, number one, the CIOs have a lot of metrics on the, the measurement of a project um, from an execution point of view. So uh, that's good. But they have very few metrics when it comes to actually capturing the value of that project. So yes, you, yes, you introduced a new uh, resource planning tool, or yes, you introduced a new mobile platform for your uh, residents, or yes, you, you transform the website to be more responsive. But how do you actually capture the true value of that work? What does that, what does that give the agency that it didn't have before. And so this is where CIOs really need to um, really need to invest their time to figure out how do they answer that question. So that would be the big challenge that uh, that is faced when you deal with projects. Mm-hmm. And what about operations management metrics give uh, CIOs and other IT managers situational awareness of their department's performance, their resources, personnel, and strategic activities? What should these metrics include? Please. Um, so uh, 
what operations management metrics are, are, are kind of like a car dashboard, right? They should be able to tell you what's the health of your, your agency at any given time. And it, and, and you should be able to, to know, are, is your agency reaching the goal that you can establish for it um, at any given time? Now, the third thing that operations management metrics need to be able to identify is how you identify signals that tell you where do you need to intervene before a problem develops or where should you invest to gain uh, an opportunity. So the example here that I'll use is uh, the printer that you and I use before it quits printing. We know that the color uh, changes. We know that, that we get a toner alert. And so we can choose to ignore that and then wait until the printer is completely out of ink or we can intervene at an earlier phase. So operations management metrics need to be able to give CIOs those early warning indicators. And, and Kevin, innovation is what many organizations are seeking in order to modify their operations, improve services, save money, and increase efficiency. What should innovation metrics include? So innovation metrics uh, were the key area where we identified that um, CIOs have a long way to go uh, on designing them. In a nutshell, the way I would describe it would be Innovation metrics need to capture outcomes rather than outputs. So how do you show the differential contribution of your IT agency compared to any other IT agency from an outcome perspective? The other thing innovation metrics can capture is recognition. There are many groups and associations that give out awards based on innovation. So how is your IT group performing compared to your peers. The third thing is it needs to be able to capture uh, how are employees contributing ideas and how are those ideas being translated into implementable solutions. Uh, so you need to be able to capture the movement of ideas from the time it's generated all the way till it's commercialized within your agency. And so those would be the key elements of innovation metrics. So, Kevin, uh, as we close, I just was wondering, what prompted uh, your interest in this research and, and how did you conduct research for this report? So for this report, uh, we had the pleasure to, I think, interview a little over two dozen IOs and, again, across all levels. So this report actually was an outcome of the big data effort that was the previous report. And so what happened is when I interviewed CIOs, I, I always asked them at the close, you know, that, okay, uh, I am highly appreciative of the time that you have taken for my interview, uh, but you want to do another project. What, what is the question I, I should ask? And so as I did that, how the big data effort, a lot of CIOs highlighted the issue of metrics because CIOs were faced with the challenge 
of trying to justify investments in IT. And many of them at that time, uh, when big data was brand new, were struggling to make those cases because of lack of metric. And so that's what triggered my interest in terms of doing the next IBM report on IT metrics. So, so, so what's next for this topic and uh, what does the future hold or look like in this area? So I think um, given the new legislation in place that we already talked about in terms of HITARA, we are going to see, I hope, much more conscious effort around metrics. We are also going to see this effort get translated at the local levels. And again, because IT cannot be the only group that does not get evaluated on outcome-based metrics. And so uh, I think we are going to see more of it. I hope that we are going to see sharing of data and benchmarking associated with IT metrics. And then finally, uh, I have been very, very impressed by a few of the conversations that have happened after this report was released, where CIOs are now serious are seriously considering how do they design innovation-based metrics. So my hope is one of the gaps that we identified in this report was the lack of innovation-based metrics. I hope that gap is addressed in the near future. Well, Kevin, um, you've done a lot of good work for the IBM Center, and we look forward to working with you even more. But I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule today to sit with us and talk at least about two of the reports you've done for us. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been a special edition of the Business of Government Hour, a conversation with authors exploring ideas for improving government effectiveness with Professor Kevin D'Souza, author of two IBM Center reports, Realizing the Promise of Big Data, Implementing Big Data Projects, and his most recent IBM Center report, Creating a Balanced Portfolio of Information Technology Metrics. You can order or download a free copy of these and all IBM Center reports at businessofgovernment.org. Be sure to join us next week for another informative, insightful, and in-depth conversation on improving government effectiveness. For the Business of Government Hour, I'm Michael Keegan, and thanks for joining us. This has been the Business of Government Hour. Be sure to visit us on the web at businessofgovernment.org. There you can learn more about our programs and get a transcript of today's conversation. Until next week, it's businessofgovernment.org. What is strategic intelligence? What does it mean to be a strategic operational or networking leader? How do you employ smart motivation? What is the relationship between personality and leadership? Join host Michael Keegan as he explores these questions and more with Dr. Michael McCoby, author of Strategic Intelligence, Conceptual Tools for Leading Change. Tune in Mondays at 11 for the Business of Government Hour on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM.